0: Each week, my guests and I will excite and motivate you to take action in your own personal fitness as we talk about nutrition, exercise, mindset, personal development, and executing life with conscious intention. If your goal is to look, feel, and be strong and experience transformation from the inside out, you, my friend, are in the right place. Thank you for tuning in. Now let's jump into today's episode. If you are tired of your only tool for transformation being restriction, And deprivation, and you want to be able to look in the mirror and actually see results without choosing between ice cream and progress, then my friend, my upcoming free five-day challenge is for you. In this five-day challenge, you're going to learn how easy and fun it can be to crush your goals and to do it without cutting out sugar, without hours and hours and hours of cardio, or without starting another restrictive diet. In the five days, you'll have the formula for results without having to overhaul your lifestyle, which means that you're going to get to eat what you like and be able to see changes in the mirror. Because the truth is, and you know this on some level, misery does not give you better results. And when you cut out your favorite foods, well, that just usually backspires. That's why in the five days to a fitter you challenge, it's going to be all about making reaching your goals as enjoyable and as effective as possible. So here are the things I'm not going to ask you to do. I'm not going to ask you to go through all your cabinets and throw out anything with sugar in the ingredients. I will not force you to eat dry chicken and broccoli five days a week. There are going to be no rules about what time of day you can eat or how you have to space out your meals. Instead, we'll focus on what matters most in your journey. You. Because you bring you into everything you do, including your fitness journey which is why during the five days, we'll unpack some of the ways that you may be getting in your own way. Every day, you'll have access to tried and tested mini challenges that will make your fitness journey easy, give you incredible breakthroughs around what you need to be actually focusing on for long lasting results. I'm going to be taking you through many of the same exercises and education during these five days that I give to my paying Macros 101 clients, including a unique goal setting exercise on day two. So, if you feel like you've signed up and started a ton of free challenges in the past, or maybe even wasted money on paid challenges that you didn't complete, you'll want to make sure you make it to day one and to day three, where I will break down self sabotage and why the heck you tell yourself you're going to do something and then don't do it. In fact, if you have been curious at all about what it's like to work with me inside of Macros 101, think about the five-day challenge as a free sneak peek week. If you're someone who wants to crush your fitness goals and you want to do it without deprivation, restriction, and cookie-cutty dieting, then this challenge is for you. Go to bicepsafterbabies.com forward slash challenge to register for the free five days to a fitter you challenge starting August 22nd. If you like the podcast, you are going to love our five day challenge. So go to bicepsafterbabies.com forward slash challenge and see how fun it can be to hit your goals. Hey, hey, hey. Welcome back to another episode of Biceps After Babies Radio. I'm your host, Amber Brzezinski, and this is another Friday edition where we bring back clients who have done it, it being part of their fitness journey. Of course, it's not the finish line for anybody because we're not really finished until we die. That's why it's called a journey. But we bring back clients who have made progress in hopes that they can share their lessons with you. Um, you can learn something, you can see yourself in their journey. And, you know, there's wisdom, I feel like, when we come together as a community and share what we've learned with others. And today's podcast interviewee is no different. Riley has such an amazing story. Spoiler alert. She actually started coaching with me back in 2016. So way back in the day, I started my business in 2016. So that was like right at the beginning of when I started Biceps After Babies. And you'll hear her experience with coaching back then and how she has evolved and her experience throughout the years and and throughout her journey she did end up joining Macros 101 we'll talk a little bit about that and a couple of weeks into Macros 101 she was thrown a giant curveball in her life which i'm not going to reveal so i'm going to let her reveal that during the episode but she really talks about how Ah, uh, the mindset work that she has done ha- allowed her to continue and allowed her to um you know, make a difference and and make a change and and really come from to her fitness journey from a different perspective. And so, I can't wait for you to hear the lessons that Riley shares in this episode. She's amazing. And let's jump into that episode with Riley Fisher. I am so excited to welcome Riley Fisher to the podcast.
1: Riley, thanks for being on the podcast today. Thank you, Amber. I'm so excited to talk. I have a lot to say. I've realized (laughs) I'm excited to jump into things with you. It's going to be
0: good because you're going to, you have like, we have kind of like a long relationship. And so you're going to, you're going to be able to give a a big, long story, um, and what that's looked like and evolved through over the years. So I am excited because I think you, you offer a a unique perspective that I think a lot of people will will be interested in. And just your story is, is pretty darn cool as well. So let's, let's start from the beginning. Where Where do you want to start
1: in telling your story? All right. So the beginning, the year is 2016. <laughs> um I was probably one of your first rounds of coaching clients. Yeah, it was you were all 2016. So Yeah,
0: <laughs> yes. Yeah, you definitely were. I started coaching in um like Early 2016. Um, I think I started my Instagram account in January and started coaching clients sort of like in February, March. And so yeah, I mean we're we're talking like baby coach Amber.
1: (laughs) Yes, like I had your cell phone number and I I would text you.
0: (laughs) Wait, okay, so I I have to know this is a self-indulgent question. Uh how did you find
1: how did you find me? I actually don't remember. I I have every one of my emails. From those coaching sessions, still yeah, in a folder, and I was trying to remember, like, how did I first find yeah. you? Because at the time, you were living on the East Coast. Uh-huh. I was in North Carolina. Of, I'm just outside of Salt Lake City, Utah. So, like mm-hmm. proximity, we were nowhere near yeah. each other. And I honestly don't know how I came across your account and like ended up signing up for coaching. So funny, but but it it, it, it happened. Okay, okay. So back in 2016. You decided to sign up for coaching. Keep going. Yes. Yes. So I signed up for coaching. It was a 12 week program and I was looking back through my emails and I think it was about five weeks in, I ghosted you. (laughs) (laughs) I just stopped participating, stopped doing weigh-ins. I think I sent you one final email at the Mm -hmm. end of the 12 weeks saying, thanks. Like I've learned stuff. and did a little recap, but truly my heart just wasn't in it. Mm -hmm. Um, so that round kind of coaching, unfortunately, was a little bit of a bust, but now I know that it was a lesson learned. Mm-hmm. So even though I didn't get the result I wanted, I definitely got a lesson and was able to kind of like build on that when I came back around full circle.
0: Yeah. So I, I want to stick on this point for a minute because, um, ghosting is actually something that happens more frequently than than i think a lot of people think and so i think a lot of times when uh, if you've ever been a client if you've ghosted a coach um sometimes there's a little bit of shame associated with that of like oh i'm the only person who has ever done that i promise you that you aren't it's actually it's actually quite common and i think um the, the tendency like you said there's a tendency to be like oh i failed oh that was a waste of money oh i can't believe i did that oh shame 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 like I'm, I'm so bad, like whatever, I'm never going to be successful. And I think that it's so important to, to really start to reframe that because for some clients, it takes a couple of times. It takes a couple of tries. It takes a couple of commitments and failing to get to the place where you're able to commit and succeed. Um, and, and if you're not willing to go through those starts and stops, you never end up getting to the end result. So, you know, I think it's... That just that piece of wisdom that you just shared, Riley. I think is is going to help someone who's listening to this because there can be so much shame in ghosting. But in reality, for some people, that just that's the path that they need to take in order to to figure things out. Um, so, what do you have in a sense as to what your mental block was at that time, or or what you think that where that that came from?
1: Yes, I and hindsight is twenty twenty. Sure, so now yeah, yeah. looking back, I'm like oh, it wasn't the science behind macros and like Mm -hmm. getting my macros calculated, help with that or anything like that. I more needed help with my mental blocks, but Mm -hmm. at the time I didn't know what they were. So I didn't really know the questions to ask. Yeah, As I was looking back on my emails, I was kind of just like, I can't be consistent. Weekends are hard and kind of just repeating patterns there. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think the biggest thing is it was just an all or nothing mentality. I was all in or all out. And there wasn't kind of a good middle ground where Mm -hmm. if I wanted some food that I hadn't planned for the day, I couldn't just have it and move on. It was like, like, okay, my whole day is shot. I'm going to eat whatever I want. And it doesn't matter. Yeah. Yeah. And,
0: and I will say too, um, I mean, so in a lot of ways, it, it was like baby Amber coach and, it, you know, just like you weren't at that place to like really realize some of those mental blocks. I, as a coach, wasn't at that place to be able to elicit that kind of stuff. And, you know, I have, we'll talk about, you know, the differences that you experienced when you mm-hmm. came into macros one hundred and one. but there is, there was a learning process for me to figure out why can't I just tell someone to do their macros and they just yeah. don't, they don't do them like what's wrong. Like, yeah. <laughs> and, and that is, that is a deepening of understanding of mental blocks and what actually keeps people stuck that I, you know, I just didn't have at the time and have since been able to develop. So I think, you know, you can give yourself a little bit of, of uh, <laughs> permission <laughs> and leeway there of, of recognizing. Yeah. I was just, I was figuring things out as well along the way and we all, you know, improve and get better. So. Yep.
1: Okay. So We've what's the next down. step of your story? Okay. So fast forward about 5 years, I had still been following you the whole time over my journey and um, followed you on Instagram when you started your podcast, like listened religiously every week. Just loved all of the content you were putting out. Um and I was very very excited to jump into Macros 101. I had just had my second child. I think mentally I had learned several lessons over the previous five years and was approaching, I guess the program with a much different mindset in the past. It was like, I wanted to count macros because I wanted to be smaller. Like Mm -hmm. that was it. That was the goal. There was not any more depth or (laughs) thought behind it. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I just wanted to look a certain way. But when I joined macros one-on-one, I had very, specific goals, but they were more related to like physical performance. Mm-hmm. Um, I had kind of changed the way I was training. And I think that a physical transformation would be almost like a third order consequence to those other goals that I had set. But I knew that in order to really be successful in those other goals, I needed to learn more about nutrition and really dial things in there in order to get the results I wanted. Mm -hmm. So my focus wasn't, I need to get smaller to be a certain way. It was more like, Hey, I want to be able to do these really cool things, but I know I need to like fuel my body in a way that's going to help it do those things. Are you willing to share those performance goals? Yeah. (laughs) Yes. And some of them are kind of silly. So I turned 30 in 2021 and I had a bucket list of 30 things to do before I turned 30. Um so one of them was to run a mile. I've always it. said I'm not a runner. I hate running. So even the fact that running a mile, my husband was like, up it like that's not very much. I was like, no, I'm doing for a mile. me, that's yeah <laughs> that's it. That's 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 the goal. <laughs> yes. So I ran my mile, did that. I wanted to do 30 push-ups consecutively. Um, and then we also had a goal to hike King's Peak. Mm -hmm. um, which is a huge, huge hike. Um, I think it's about somewhere between like 24 and 26 miles. Um, so very, very lengthy hike. And I think that was the biggest thing where I was like, okay, I'm just going to need to train and fuel my body differently in order to really be able to be successful there and keep up with my husband who I was going to be hiking with. (laughs) Mm
0: -hmm. Thank you
1: for sharing those because I,
0: a lot of times when we start talking about performance goals and I start asking clients about performance goals, they kind of have a blank face because they haven't ever thought about performance goals. And so just even having those examples uh, for someone who's listening can be really helpful of ideas outside of aesthetics of goals that you mm-hmm. can be selling, setting for yourself um, that that can be really positive things to start focusing on. I'm curious, was there any part of you that was hesitant because you had coached with me before and maybe hadn't felt super successful in coming back and doing that again and be, and, and wondering if it was going to, like, why was it going to be any different or what was going to be any different about this? You know, why, why did you give
1: me a second chance? Yeah, I think, I think there was a small bit of that, but I had also followed you for so long. And as you grew as a coach and kind of grew in your experience and working with people and their different mental blocks and challenges, your content had grown and shifted. So I had been on the other end consuming all of this for five years. Mm -hmm. So I had kind of learned what all of the different steps in someone's macro journey might look like, whether it's a cut, reverse maintenance, some of the different, I guess, blocks that people have in each of those stages. So coming into macros one-on-one, I felt like I had a very good foundational knowledge of the process and just kind of put my faith in like, I'm going to do this, I'm going to trust the process and whatever that looks like. Yeah. And I really wanted to be all in this time. That's awesome. like, rather than just giving up, I was like, No, like, I'm going to prove to myself that I can, this is something that I want to do. And kind of like you say, you either get the result you want or the lesson you need. And mm-hmm. so very much have adopted that mentality.
0: And so, how did your definition of all in change when a couple weeks into Macros One (laughs) Hundred and One, you got some unexpected news? (laughs)
1: Yes. (laughs) Okay, so this is where things get interesting, and we run into some curveballs. So, I think the first thing to know is I started Macros One Hundred and One assuming that I was going to be going into a cut. Mm Um, I. I think just the place that my body was at just being postpartum wanted to lose some of that baby weight. I was like, I'm going to start a cut. Um, but then after doing some calculations, I was like, Oh, I'm actually like significantly under where I should just be eating for maintenance. Like mm-hmm. I need to do a reverse to get back where I need to be before doing any kind of cut. Mm-hmm. Um, so here I am a couple weeks in doing my reverse and it's going, okay, like, I, it felt like a chore to eat all that I needed to eat. And I was feeling kind of sick. And I, I thought it was just because I was eating way more than I was used to that I was feeling sick, but surprise, surprise, <laughs> here I am about three months postpartum and find out that I am unexpectedly pregnant again. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> so wow. I, I, I,
0: I hadn't put together that you were three months <laughs> postpartum. That's yeah. quite a shock.
1: Yes. And it was a shock to my system. I can laugh about it now, but at the yeah. time, I was not oh my laughing gosh. about anything.
0: <laughs> no, 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 no. Not three months postpartum. That's like the
1: last thing no. on your mind. <laughs> yes. Um, and so it was, it sent me into an emotional spiral for several weeks for a variety of reasons. Mm. But one of the reasons was honestly, I just made this big investment in joining Macros 101. Yeah. And I wanted to be all in, I had in my mind, at that point, we had set our intentions and some goals Mm -hmm. of what we wanted to get out of the program. Um, And here I am. And it was kind of like, I felt like everything was just blowing up and not going at all the way that I wanted it to. Um, So after a few weeks of sulking, (laughs) I decided like, you know what, I'm here, even though I might not be able to participate, like, I guess, physically, the way that I had intended to in the program, like I could still mentally be all in, like there was so much learning to be done. Um, and at this point I had recognized that has kind of what held me back in the past. This is what the area that I wanted to focus on is learning about nutrition and, uh, macros as a tool in my tool belt, um, and just a different lever to pull, and so I decided, okay, like, even if I'm too sick to do a reverse, I can't eat anything, <laughs> let alone add 500 calories to what I have been eating. Like I'm going to participate in my accountability group. I'm going to join the coaching calls. I'm going to walk through all of the like lessons and content that were provided. And I was just going to learn everything that I could in those weeks to make sure that when I I wasn't pregnant anymore after basically two years of being pregnant that I had those tools and was ready to kind of like follow whatever that next step was going to be for me.
0: I just want to give you like so much props because I think it would have been so easy to just like throw in the towel and because you didn't expect it. It was thrown at you out of the blue. No one would have faulted you if you just like quit and said, Oh, I can't do it now. Cause I'm pregnant. Like, Oh, sorry. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. like nobody would have faulted you. It would have been very easy to do that. And I think it speaks so much to the growth that you have had over the, you know, over the years, um, on your own, honestly, like whether whether it's consuming content or wh- wherever you've gotten there to be able to walk yourself through it and get out of that all or nothing mindset and be like, well, just because I can't do it how I thought it was going to look doesn't mean I can't do it at all. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I just think I, that's, I just, I just want to give you huge props for that. Cause that's, that's a big deal for you to be able to make that to like coach yourself through that and to get back on the wagon. And yeah, it, it looked different. It looked different from what you thought it was going to be like, but that doesn't mean that it can't be valuable. It doesn't mean that you can't get a lot from, from the experience. Um, so that that's, that's really awesome. Can you remember anything specific from your time in Macros 101, where you really felt like there was like a lightning bolt moment or something that you learned, or that was like an aha takeaway during a coaching call or listening to content or, or whatever that, that really like shape shifted your perspective uh, during the time that you were in the program.
1: Yes. And this is where I realized I have so, so many thoughts. <laughs> so I kind of tried to narrow it down to like my three main takeaways that have really been able to change the way that I approach nutrition and macros and really has carried through through other aspects of my life as well. Yeah. Um, so number one is that it is going to take as long as it takes. Yeah. You've said that on previous podcast episodes, you say that a lot in your coaching and I think once I really let that sink in and just accepted like, okay, I am on a journey and it is going to take however long it takes. Um, it was so freeing, mm-hmm. um to not feel like I needed to accomplish anything on any kind of timetable. I think a lot of us, with diet culture, it's kind of like people set goals around specific events or things like uh, and me being postpartum. It's like, yeah. okay, people want to fit into their pre baby jeans sure, or yeah. whatever it is, or with summer being here, they want to be summer bod kind of a thing, but just letting go of all of that and just being like, okay, like I am on a journey that I am now fully committed to Um, And it's going to take however long it takes was very freeing to not just to not put any like pressure on myself, that if I'm not seeing results as quickly as I had thought or wanted, like, that's okay. Like, baby steps is better than like, no progress and just giving up. So yeah that's that's super good um i I think
0: I think sometimes people hear that of like it's gonna take the time it takes and it initially feels depressing to them but I yeah, think the yeah. more that <laughs> that you sit with that the more empowering it starts to feel of like totally. okay if it's just gonna take the time that it takes like I just have to show up I just have to mm-hmm. be committed to continuing to show up and so the question starts to become like not how fast is gonna happen but am I am I willing to keep showing up? And, and when you've answered that question, it just takes all that pressure off. It's like, my job is just to keep showing up and and it's going to unfold and it's going to happen. It's going to take the time it takes and that it gives, it just releases pressure. And so for those of you listening who have maybe felt like, well, that's a depressing way to look at it. (laughs) I, I want you to hear what Riley is saying is like, on the other side of that, maybe what sounds depressing to you can be a real weight that's lifted off of you and a really empowering place to start to work from is it's going to
1: take the time it takes. Yeah. Yep. So the second thing that really resonated with me is the overlap between figuring out what is both effective and enjoyable Mm -hmm. in order to really find success in anything, like there has to be that balance. Um, and also figuring out like what my non-negotiables were. Mm. Um, we do that at the start of not, or Macros 101, um, and really outlining like, what are things I'm not willing to give up in part of the journey? And for me two that very quickly stood out was um, every Friday night, our family does takeout. And I wanted to have takeout with my family and not really worry about, what that meal was going to be, not try to pre-plan it um, and just enjoy that meal with my family. Um, And then the second was having some sort of treat in the evening after I put the kids to bed. Um, (laughs) And this kind of leads into my third point. So with the treat before bed, I would generally plan something sweet, whether it was like a mug cake or a little cup of ice cream or a Yasso bar, something like that. It was something sweet. And then I caught myself for a little while going over my macros, what I had planned, because I would always reach for something salty. So I would find myself like elbows deep in a bag of veggie straws or something like that. And after a while, I kind of became very aware of what I was doing. And I then turned it into something intentional rather than a habit where it's like, okay, I just want to eat this too. I was like, I've recognized that I like to have sweet and salty together. So I started planning in like, okay, I can have my something sweet, but I'm also going to plan in my something salty to go with it. Um, so I think that's just an example of like, I made that both effective and enjoyable for me Mm -hmm. and kind of my goals. Um, And then the last thing that I learned that has really changed things is being able to look at decisions as data points um, and removing all of the emotion from it, but also being accountable for those decisions. Like the example I just shared, rather than mindlessly grabbing the bag of veggie straws and just going to town, I started planning those into my food. Um, So, yeah, I'd, I'd say those are kind of the three awesome. main takeaways for me. That's awesome. Um,
0: you know, one of the things that we focus a lot in, on inside of Macros 101 and, and you know, the thing that you needed maybe back in the day that wasn't readily available is really starting to understand those mental blocks, understanding some of those beliefs and starting to shift them. And, you know, you've had a lot of that experience and that growth uh, despite mm-hmm. some of these curveballs that have been thrown at you in your journey. Uh, so how has the ability to, to understand yourself more, to be able to work yourself, coach yourself through this, um, impacted maybe other areas of your life as well. Like how does it impact how
1: you show up in your life? Yeah, I think overall, more than anything, it's like most of us are capable of far, far more than we give ourselves credit for. Amen. Um, But it also, the way we show up is just a reflection of where our priorities are. Mm-hmm. Um, Good. and I think back in 2016, when I did coaching with you, it was something I wanted, but it wasn't a real priority. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas the place I was when I did macros 101, I had very specific goals and I was very intentionally making the space for that program to be a priority in my life at the time. Mm-hmm. What is something that you
0: learned about counting macros and pregnancy? You could mm,
1: yes. So this kind of ties into my current state, like where I am today, fast forward, I've had my baby. She's now seven months. Um, so after having my baby, I gave it a few months before even really thinking about, okay, like I want to jump into macros and yeah. finally put into practice everything that I learned. Um, and when I did my, it was kind of like my old, Habits or thought processes kind of started to creep in. And I felt a little bit paralyzed by feeling like I didn't have the knowledge that I needed because I was like, pregnancy for sure affected my metabolism. I don't really know how. I don't know where to begin. Do I cut? Do I reverse? And so it was like, okay, nope, slow down. Like, number one, like, just look at how you're eating today. How does that compare to what my body? naturally metabolizes and needs just to live Mm -hmm. and what does that tell you and it was like just looking at um those numbers and then trusting in myself that I could make data-driven decisions so what I decided to do is okay I'm going to go into a reverse and so I did a reverse for I think it took maybe six weeks to kind of complete my reverse kind of found out where that top number was. And then I've been in maintenance. I wanted to give my body plenty of time, um, to kind of level out its metabolism after keeping myself as well as a growing a human. Um, so I've been maintaining at about 2,400 calories for a few months now. Um, and then I'm going to be starting a cut in July, So I think, um, knowing and trusting myself, like just take action, Mm -hmm. see what the result is and pivot. Like if you're not getting the result you want, you know, the levers that you can pull, you can change. If I would need to eat more protein and less fat or add some cardio in things like that. Um, and another thing that I'm kind of pre anticipating is, Now I successfully ran my mile back in the day Mm -hmm. and I'm now training for a half marathon, which is something I never thought I would do. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I mean, starting with just like that mile, right. It's so crazy how that like evolves. Yes. So I'm training for my half marathon, but knowing that for a portion of that time, I'm still going to be in a cut before going back to Mm -hmm. a short reverse and maintenance. Mm -hmm. So I've considered that while I'm in that cut, but also running more than I've ever have in my life, my energy expenditure is going to be very, very different. Mm -hmm. So I have thought, okay, maybe rather than having higher protein, which comes very naturally to me, I gravitate towards kind of high protein foods, is I'm going to need, need to be very intentional, even though I'm in a cut, to make me sure I'm needing enough of those carbs mm-hmm. to make sure that I'm fueling my body in the way it needs to perform and help me be able to run these longer distances. So that's awesome. So good. Uh, last question for
0: you: Is there anything that you would say to a friend who was thinking about joining Macros One Hundred and One? Just do
1: it. <laughs> <laughs> that plain and simple. I think there is really nothing to be lost and everything to be gained. I. For me personally, um, it just helped with a lot of the, the thinking and the way that you have the program designed. Like it provides so many tools. It really breaks down all of the different levers that can be pulled. And whether it's someone like me that came in with a pretty good knowledge base or someone that has absolutely no understanding of what macros even are, I think the way the program is laid out, like, Everyone can learn, and there's very practical applications and I of how to apply that. And then the coaching calls and everything, just having exposure to other people on similar journeys as you, or even very, very different journeys. Mm -hmm. Um, I think there's just a lot of um shared knowledge and experience that goes back and forth. It's awesome, so good.
0: Anything, any last thoughts that you want to make sure? someone who's listening walks away with?
1: No, I think, like I said, like everyone is capable of more than they give their self credit for. Um, so just to really taking that first step is always the hardest, but what you, once you've been going for a while, it's very easy to find and continue building on that momentum. And if for whatever reason, like there are giant curveballs in your life (laughs) that bring things to a screeching halt, like that is okay. Um, and you'll just pick back up and keep going. So that's really good.
0: Riley, you've been amazing. Thank you so much for taking your time to share your journey and on all the lessons that you learned along the way. You're you're a rock star. Thanks for being here. Awesome. Thank you, Amber. I hope that you took a lot away from that episode. I think if you were listening, there were some really salient points that Riley that Riley hit home. And I hope that you heard her ability to get back up after quote unquote failure. I hope that you heard her ability to reframe um, that all or nothing thinking that we sometimes have that it has to look a certain way. And when life throws you curveballs, sometimes we got we got to be able to pivot. I think of there's like the meme that it's like this big loud pivot. Like I feel like that sometimes with life, you have ideas of how life is supposed to turn out or how it's going to be, and at some point, we have to be willing to pivot and adjust to what is thrown at us and not get into that all or nothing mentality that it like has to be a certain way. So I just thought those lessons that Riley shared were so, so poignant. And I'm just really grateful for her coming on and sharing her story with you. And if you have not yet signed up for our free five-day challenge coming up, what are you doing? Get signed up. It's free. We run it a couple times a year. It's five days, and you are going to be taken through exercises and lessons that are going to help you along your journey, just like you heard here with Riley, how she has been able to mentally grow, and that's impacted the physical results that she's gotten. We do a lot of that mental, beginning mental work inside the free five-day challenge. Um, It's a lot of the things that I... You know, start uh, or take taken from Macros 101, which is a paid program. I've taken it out and I include it for free inside of this this five day challenge. So if you aren't registered, I highly recommend setting aside the time, get registered, set aside the time to come and join us because you're going to be amazed at the mental and physical progress that you can make in just a short week's time. So that's bicepsafterbabies.com forward slash challenge to come join us on August 23rd. That wraps up this episode of Biceps After Babies Radio. I'm Amber. Now go out and be strong because remember my friend, you can do anything. Hey friend, have you heard the news? We have a Biceps After Babies Radio insider list. If you love Biceps After Babies Radio, you don't want to miss a thing. Head to bicepsafterbabies.com forward slash insider to join the group. You'll be the first to know all things about the podcast, see some behind the scenes, and get special messages from yours truly. We want to make this a special community for those who are fans of the podcast. And last, did this episode particularly resonate with you? If so, will you please share it? Either send the link to someone who would find it valuable or take a screenshot and post it to your social media and tell your family and friends why they should listen. Make sure you tag me at Biceps After Babies so I can hear your feedback and give you a little love. And you know, if you aren't already following me on Instagram or Facebook, that's the perfect time to hit that follow button. Thank you for being here and
1: listening to Biceps After Babies Radio.